Can we get a round of applause? You may not hear me, but I'm clapping loudly. And let the roasting begin. Okay, who's my next victim? I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Monday, March 29th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. First, your entertainment headlines. Anyone in the market for owning a piece of TV history? Listen up. The Rosebud Motel from Schitt's Creek could be yours for $1.6 million. The Ontario property, the Hockley Motel, is about two hours outside of Toronto and was built in the mid-1960s. It features 10 rooms, including a two-story manager suite and a 700-foot detached cottage. But one small catch, the property is not operational as a motel. So that would be just one large home. Is the Winter Soldier about to be the next Luke Skywalker? Sebastian Stan has addressed the rumors that are swirling around the internet. On Good Morning America, the actor said, quote, If Mark Hamill calls me personally to tell me that he feels inclined to share this role with me, then I'll believe it. Until then, I won't believe it. The NAACP Image Awards were handed out this weekend, where Ghost, Powerbook 2, Blackish, and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom were among the big winners. That film picked up honors for Best Drama Ensemble, as well as Best Actor for the late Chadwick Boseman, who picked up a second award in the supporting category for De Five Bloods, and Best Actress for Viola Davis. She also won the Best TV Drama Actress Award for the final season of How to Get Away with Murder. Bridgerton's Reggae Jean Page won Best TV Drama Actor, while Blackish star Anthony Anderson and Insecure star Issa Rae won in the comedy categories. Insecure also won Best Comedy Series and Ghost Power Book 2 won for Best Drama. You can check out the full list of winners and catch up on other news, reviews, interviews, and much more at EW.com. Now let's kick off today's top three picks with a Fire number three, Comedy Central's Hall of Flame. The week-long event will look back on the top 100 Comedy Central roast moments of all time with a countdown hosted by legendary roaster Nikki Glaser. She'll be joined by fellow comedians, actors, commentators, and pop culture historians reviewing the most scorching barbs toward past roastees, including Alec Baldwin, Justin Bieber, Rob Lowe, the late, great Joan Rivers, and many more. Expect some sizzling commentary from such guests as Joel Kim Booster, Bob the Drag Queen, Dulce Sloan, and Roy Wood Jr. The burn begins tonight at 10 on Comedy Central. Number two. Our number two pick goes out to all the Amazing Race and Eco Challenge fans out there. National Geographic's new series, Race to the Center of the Earth, is an adrenaline-filled global competition following four groups on a race to reach a buoy holding the grand prize of $1 million. The twist? They start from different corners of the planet, with one group each in South America, Russia, North America, and Southeast Asia. They'll face untamed jungles, frozen Arctic, arid deserts, bustling cities, treacherous mountains, and vast oceans on the adventure of a lifetime as they race toward the finish line. Here's a clip. A passionate climber, Paul Montague Jr., crushes the first pitch in just 15 minutes, building a massive lead for the team. A big motivator for me just being out here is to show, you know, representation. 
climbing, you know, big mountaineering. Um, you don't really see a lot of people of color. And there should be more. If some little, you know, kid out there is flipping through the TV and I'm on the side of a mountain, they go, wow, like, he, he looks like me. Or maybe I didn't know people of color did that or whatever. And the show has heart, too. Race to the Center of the Earth is part of Nat Geo's new Adventure Night programming, which also includes Running Wild with Bear Grylls. Head over to EW.com for an exclusive clip from tonight's season premiere of that, featuring the Falcon himself, Anthony Mackie. And tune in to Nat Geo at 10 p.m. for the premiere of Race to the Center of the Earth. It's trivia time. Snowpiercer is wrapping up its second season tonight. More on that shortly. But first, a question about star David Diggs. The actor and musician's first small screen credit was a two-episode role on what network procedural? Law & Order SVU, Criminal Minds, or NCIS? Stick around for the answer. Our number one pick is coming up. What to Watch will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. This week in entertainment history, on March 31st, 1981, the first ever Golden Raspberry Awards were held in co-founder John Wilson's living room, recognizing the worst films of the year for 1980. The musical comedy flop Can't Stop the Music took home Worst Picture, while Neil Diamond and Brooke Shields were named Worst Actor and Actress for The Jazz Singer and The Blue Lagoon, respectively. The Razzies have since become a cultural institution of sorts, held annually the night before the Oscars. This year's nominees include Doolittle and Music for Worst Picture, Borat Subsequent Movie Films' Rudy Giuliani for Worst Supporting Actor, and Hillbilly Elegy's Glenn Close for Worst Supporting Actress also received an Oscar nod for the same performance. So often on this show, we hear from celebrities telling us what they are watching, but just as exciting to me, just as interesting, is to find out what our EW staff is watching. So joining me now is my partner in crime here at What to Watch, Tyler Aquilina. Tyler, how's it going? Doing all right. How are you? Good, very well, thanks. So I am uh, I'm very anxious to hear, I mean, I already know, but tell everybody <laughs> else what you're watching. Yes, uh, lately I have been watching uh, a fair amount of Arrested Development. The uh, I think it's become a full-on classic uh, Fox sitcom of the early 2000s. I would agree with you. I think a lot of other people would as well. Okay, so very briefly here, tell everybody, in case they don't know, <laughs> what this show is all about. Uh, let's see. How can I put this without directly <laughs> quoting the introduction? There, there's <laughs> a lot to encapsulate. Yeah. Um, so basically, it's the story of the Bluth family led by uh, Jason Bateman as Michael Bluth, uh, who's kind of the everyman son of the family. They're a very rich family uh, who has been recently divested of uh, their fortune 
nation and their patriarch has been sent to prison and they're all just trying to navigate life as a newly impoverished, uh, very privileged family. And naturally that leads to a lot of great comedy. Yes, of course. Uh, a, a lot of good stuff there. Okay, so is this something you that you had been watching or, uh, you know, as I think a lot of people will uh, know by now very recently, Jessica Walter, who stars in the series, uh, she passed away. Was your, was your watch inspired by that or had you already been uh, kind of checking out the series again? Yeah, well, you know, it, it's a show that I go back to and will watch like a few episodes of with some frequency. This most recent revisiting was definitely uh, inspired by Jessica Walters passing. I just really wanted to catch up on some of my favorite uh, Lucille Bluth moments. You know, she just did such great work throughout the whole show. And it's, you know, as I say, it's always a good show to revisit. But I think, you know, this time there was a little added poignance to it. For sure. Totally. Okay. So tell everyone, like, do you have any favorite Lucille moments or episodes? Yeah. I mean, like I said, there, there's so many to choose from. Uh, I think everyone will know, you know, all the great lines and everything. Here's some money. Go see a Star War. Uh, um, but I think, you know, my favorite episode of Arrested Development, you know, even separately from Lucille, I think is uh, an early episode of season two called Amigos. Uh, that's the episode that introduces uh, a beloved minor character in the Arrested Development universe named Gene Parmesan, uh, who has the great uh, side benefit of making Lucille freak out every time he reveals himself to be someone in disguise, like he'll wander into a scene, I don't know, dressed as a fireman or something, he'll turn around and be like, hello, I'm Gene Parmesan. And Jessica Walter would do this amazing, like squeal of amazement every time that happened uh she could just you know take it up to such an extreme there's a great moment in that episode where she uh she freaks out and then immediately pivots to like total serious face it's, it's just a great moment and uh that's something that i think a lot of people have brought up uh, online in the last few days it's, it's definitely a, a great lucille moment from the show she brought this character to life in ways that uh, I'm not sure a lot of people could, and uh, and of course she she received uh, recognition from uh, from the Television Academy for it receiving mm -hmm. uh, primetime Emmy uh, nomination for for uh, her performance there as well. Um, just so good, so so good, so funny. Yeah. Um, this show is one that it, it was on a few years on Fox, went mm -hmm. away for several years, seven or so, and then came back. Uh, how do you think the show held up? Uh, when it when it came back, uh, do you do you feel like yeah. it lost anything at all or gained anything in those years off? Well, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how much I can say that hasn't really been said already. I think you know the big flaw with season four, which is the first season that Netflix produced, was they had a really hard time getting the whole cast together. They yep. all became very very busy in the intervening years, and so kind of the magic of that show was watching the ensemble kind of ping pong off each other and and season four <laughs> didn't have quite that element uh i will admit i never caught up with the uh other netflix season just because there was a lot of uh controversy and unfortunate uh yeah. you know uh circumstances around that yep. so i never got around to that but you know i think to the extent that the Netflix season worked, I think it was a testament to what the cast brought to it. And uh, Jessica Walter, of course, was a big part of that. There's also mm -hmm. some great moments in season four with a, a younger Lucille and her husband played by, I believe, Kristen Wiig and Seth Rogen. And mm -hmm. uh, Kristen Wiig brings uh, some great stuff to that. So there's definitely some some good moments to find uh, in there. 
Well, there are five seasons, and all five are available on Netflix, but uh, the the original three, the first three, are the one that really everybody points to here. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, worth checking out all five. It's a comedy, so they're, they're not exactly long episodes, uh, but you can check them out all on Netflix. Thanks so much, Tyler. Thank you. Now, all aboard for our number one pick, Snowpiercer. It's the end of the line for the show's second season tonight, with a two-episode finale beginning at 9 on TNT. Last week, Sean Bean's villainous Mr. Wilford regained control of the train and the support of many on board by solving an engineering problem he himself had created. You heard the villainous part, right? Meanwhile, lead brakeman Roche was sent for a spell of suspended animation in The Drawers, and possibly worse fate awaited David Diggs Layton on Wilford's home base, the train Big Alice. Tonight's finale will see Wilford pressing forward with his endgame, while Layton hatches a plan to save the rebellion. Elsewhere, Javier joins Alex as an engineer on Big Alice, which may or may not factor into this plan. Here's a clip. Alex. You know, I'm Javier. Javi. Fifth engineer. Sit. Please don't touch anything unless I tell you to. That panel's new, no? It's not new, it's overhauled. I upgraded the interface on the second revolution. Please don't touch anything. It's from Snowpiercer. It's actually a joke from your mom. We had it out there for years. I thought you'd like it. Don't butter me up, okay? Wilford tapped you as an engineer. You're going to stick to that. What will all of this mean for our community of train dwellers, not to mention Jennifer Connelly's literally off-the-rails Melanie? Climb on board tonight to find out. And now the answer to today's trivia question. David Diggs' first TV credit was a two-episode role on what network procedural? Law & Order SVU, Criminal Minds, or NCIS? We're almost dun-dun with today's show, so we'll just tell you. The answer is Law & Order SVU. Diggs guest starred on the NBC show as civil rights attorney Louis Henderson in 2015 and 2016. That is our show for today. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I am Senior TV Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch is written by Tyler Aquilina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, produced and hosted by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Krokmal and Carly Usden.